Welcome back to the Fairway Performance Podcast. My name is Sean Dykoff and I'm your host. And on this podcast, my aim is to help you improve your best asset on the golf course, which is your body. So you can play better golf and be a fitter, healthier, and happier person on and off the golf course. Now, on today's episode, I want to dive into or talk about three specific topics that I talk about with clients when they look to sign up to individual coaching uh, programs with me. So essentially, the three of the main things that come up when talking to golfers about starting a training program are one, they feel that they aren't too sure if what they're doing in the gym is going to be the right thing and they want it to be the right thing for the amount of time that they can invest in their training programs. Uh, They feel overwhelmed and they don't know what to do um, because there's too much information out there. And then three, they lack the accountability and need help staying consistent with their training programs from whatever uh, source that might be, whether it's a friend or family member um, that they're training with or a fellow golfer um, or someone like myself who's a coach uh, and I can be there for them through uh, different accountability methods. Now, uh, the first thing, so ensuring you're doing the right thing with the amount of time that you have. So we all have the same 168 hours in the week, 24 hours each day, and what we prioritize, we're going to be spending our time doing. What I find is that we all have, and no matter how long we work, we generally all have enough time to do a small amount of work each day, and especially as golfers, we invest a lot of time in playing rounds and potentially practicing. So golf is already a time-consuming sport as it is. So uh one of the things that uh, I was discussing this week on a call, a, a consult call with one of my clients is um, they thought that they needed, or this is a, a future client, they've, they've just signed up, and they were thinking that they needed to train five to six days a week in order to fit all the golf stuff in that they uh, wanted to. And when I said that we could just condense all of that into three one-hour sessions per week, uh, they were super surprised. They thought that the amount of time invested was going to have to be in the, the five to six-hour range because that's what they see the PGA Tour players doing or the, the Live Golf players also. And uh, when we talked about it, uh, we just talked about what you know things they need to do, how many sets and reps they need to do of specific exercises to attain specific things for um, the goals that they're working towards, which was um, to build a bit of muscle and to hit the golf ball further. And once we discussed all of the things that needed to happen and some daily things that can go along with the three training sessions, so some daily uh, mobility drills that they can do each and every day for 15 to 20 minutes uh, of a night while watching TV and then doing the three one-hour training sessions, they were like, oh, wow, there's actually a lot of stuff in there. Like I'm doing all of the things that I thought I needed to do, but it's only in three sessions. I don't need to spread it over you know, five to six hours uh, during the week. And we also cut a little bit of cardio out there as well. So um, because obviously we're not going to really increase our you know swing speed and ability to hit the golf ball further by building cardio fitness. It may help with recovering quicker between sessions and also um, not being tired uh, when playing rounds of golf. But they're generally not the limiting factor for, for most clients that I work with anyway. Now... Uh, The next thing, so identifying areas that you can focus on um, for your training. So what we're rewarded for in golf is speed and power, mobility, uh, coordination, and strength. 
we are not rewarded for cardio or spending hours on a treadmill or elliptical or bike or whatever. So you can, if you're looking to, to condense the time that you're spending training and really hone in on the things that are specifically needed to become a better golfer, then you can just work on those things. And if you want to know um, what those particular exercises are, um, we can look to um, squatting and hinging, so squatting and deadlifting, um, pushing and pulling, so um, push-ups and pull-ups or variations of, you know, it might be bent over rows with a barbell, uh, might be push-ups, might be bench press, might be incline press, might be shoulder press, um, but any type of upper body pushing and pulling movements. Uh, and then we do core and rotation work. So core work being, um, you know, just straight up and down like ab type stuff or anti-rotation work. Uh, and then rotation work being, you know, side to side rotations or up to down chops or things like this. So if we if we just target those things, then we don't really need to be doing all that much in the gym because if we do, you know, 10 to 15 sets of each of those things each week across three uh, sessions in a week, that's only three to four sets of each movement uh, each day if we're doing a full body training split. If you were to do a, um, a body part split, so you're doing all of your legs on one day, then all of your upper body the next day, and then all of your abs the next day, and you're doing it over three sessions, um, while that's one way to do it, um, it's just going to leave you sore in between sessions. So, if you wanted to do the right thing or ensure you're doing the right thing with the time that you have, you'd be you know, structuring it the way that I've just talked about there, which is the um, upper body pushing and pulling, uh, lower body we're doing squats and hinging, and then we're doing core and rotation work. So that's a pure and simple way to do it. Uh, so overwhelm and not knowing where to start or not not knowing what to do in the gym so this is slightly different from the above one so ensuring you're doing the right things with the time um that's you know picking the um picking the exercises to do within the hour and then overwhelm and not knowing what to do is just not getting started because of the information overload so that's what i'm talking about with this one so um, paralysis by analysis essentially so because there's so much information on the internet um, you know people just don't know where to start now the best place to start in my opinion is going to be to do some sort of assessment now the assessment can be either a tpi screening some sort of um, you know proprietary movement screening that a golf fitness coach or a golf physio or chiro or somebody does um, or it can be a self-assessment using one of those methods. So using someone's you know, proprietary method but doing it yourself and you know, videoing yourself or looking in a mirror and identifying those areas. Now, for most people, um, doing it yourself is not the best approach. It is a way to do it, but it is not the best way to do it. So I would suggest not doing that one. Um, it's always worth investing in just getting that first one done by somebody else so that you can learn the method and learn the thing. And then obviously you can go away and do it yourself uh, later and, and you know practice it yourself over time or, or reassess yourself over time. Um, the so the way that I do it with clients, um, I've got two different methods. So one is the the DIY. So that would be someone signing up to 
the fairway performance training app so the low cost app which is you know 15 bucks a month um or if you sign up for a year it's 10 bucks a month and you get a seven day free trial of it so you can literally just jump on do the mobility self-assessments and see where you're at and then cancel your subscription if you really wanted to or if you see the value in it you can obviously stay on and, and follow the training programs and mobility programs that are in there um of which there is so so many of them to follow so you can always talk to me in there and ask about it um so that's one option the other option is to do a mobility screening with me uh, and from there um, someone can build you a program but the reason i get people to start with this or i think this is the if you don't know what to do this identifies it for you so think of it in terms of you know if you went to a golf a swing coach and you told them you were hitting it a certain way so you know you miss was a bad duck hook they would look at your swing and they would say cool like this is the cause of doing that and this is the thing we need to work on to stop doing that thing so that is how the mobility self-assessment or the mobility assessment would work or the self-assessment whichever way you go about it but it's like these are your current traits or your current mobility restrictions limitations whatever it might be this is what is required to be you know performing a golf swing without injuring yourself based on these certain parameters uh, so this is your shortfall so these are the areas of mobility that we need to work on and it just cuts away all of the um, you know do you like it don't you like it whatever it's telling you you need to do this stuff in order to move your body better to swing the golf club better um, plain and simple um, so the um, sorry I just lost my train of thought and I'm just uh, looking at my notes again um, so that's like that is the simplest um, way to start and every golfer in my opinion should get a screening at some point in their golfing life to work out where they're at and what things to work on to get over that because obviously all the things that they're doing within their life currently or the way that they're living their life currently is leading to these things so if they learn how to overcome them and then they learn what things were causing it, then they can mitigate those things by incorporating, you know, daily mobility or a standing desk or, um, you know, doing thoracic mobility before every um, golf uh, range session or that when they play golf, you know, whatever it might be. So you can start training away from these conditions which have led you to having a certain restriction in mobility or whatever it might be. So, um you know the cost of not knowing is to like keep going down that same path but once you know you, the burden of knowledge is there for you so you need to be working on those things in order to overcome them um, and then the like I said in the previous point doing the right things with the time that you have um, I'll reiterate one thing that I said in there which is the basis of basics of movement so squat hinge push pull core and rotation if you are doing all of those things within your program or you literally just built a program with those things in it then you're going to and you're not doing anything currently or you haven't trained that much you're going to see a significant increase in the distance that you can hit the golf ball a significant improvement in how your body feels and moves on the golf course and the mobility and strength that you feel you have like hands down those things and different variations of is pretty much the basis of all programs and if you're looking to, you know, all these influencer types and, and everything on the internet, then you're going to see them showing a lot of what the professional golfers are doing, which is just just playing downright, just not the stuff that you should be doing as an amateur who spends, you know, 40 to 50 hours a week 
at a desk working with kids, um, you know, a lifestyle which doesn't involve flying around playing golf tournaments all around the world with professional trainers, chefs and um, private jets and stuff. It's just a completely different way of doing things and it really annoys me that the you know the whole golf fitness space is is sort of geared towards that and there's certain people out there who are promoting um professional golfers mobility routines and whatnot um just to get views and think and people think that that's what they need to be doing uh in order to improve their golf when it's just simply not the case um so that should be what you do get a screening first do the foundational exercises because they're going to give you the most bang for buck, particularly if you're in a place of um, maybe low fitness or mobility currently because you've uh, let it go for a little while. Um, you're going to see a huge improvement in your game. Uh, the last thing is accountability and sticking to a training program. So uh, there's multiple different methods for this. So there's you know training partners, there's friends, there's paying a coach, um, there's you know setting yourself a goal. And generally when people come to me, um, you know, they they might be put off by the cost of a program, the length of a program, um, the commitment to a program, like all these different things. But generally what it comes down to is that they don't trust themselves in, in order to complete all of the sessions required within that training program. Um, and they don't want to invest in themselves in order to do that. That's a lot of people... Uh, you know, over the years that I've had only my gym, uh, mainly is, is people signing up on that front. But um, every now and then I get golfers who are the same. And the bet, like if, and um, just, just to go uh, one step further on that, what the thing that I hear them say, uh, and the reason why is they're like, oh, now I have all the information. Uh, I'm going to go away and give it a try myself for a period of time. And then I'll let you know if I need a hand with it. And when I hear somebody say that, what I'm actually hearing is um, they, like, or what I ask them, I should say, what I ask them is, how has that been going for you currently? Um, because most people already know all of this information. Like we, pr- we can pretty much Google this and find this all ourselves. Um, you know, all the information, the knowledge, the like how to's the certain exercises i've just told you um pretty much how to write a program if you fill in the blanks with all those exercises um you're going to see a huge and significant gain in your in your golf game but it's for most people it's paying for the accountability or finding an accountability partner which is the thing that gets them the best results and the more you invest in something or, you know, I've just uh, got a, a new client um, signed on today. I said, you can either pay up front or you can pay 50% down and then, you know, the rest over the, the course of the 12 weeks that we're going to work together. And um, her response to me was, no, I'm just going to pay in full because then I'm fully committed to it. And I honestly see the best results from people who do that. They're the ones who in in most cases will achieve all of their goals the ones who don't achieve their goals are the ones who pay smaller costs um spread out or um you know they want to pay in weekly chunks so that they can cancel at certain times Um, but the ones who generally get the best results in the programs that i offer and in my gym uh that i've that i own for almost 10 years there um, the people who got the best results were the ones who committed for the longest time and and put the most down up front uh, in terms of costs um, so that's just um, in, that's just like a psychology thing, and that's just how I've seen it work so so well for people over time. Um, in that you know ten years experience in the gym, and now this you know few years of experience in this uh, golf coaching on top of that. Um, 
the it also works for me as well um, i'm currently getting some business coaching uh, and support with um, building out some online systems for my business to make it a better client experience and for that i invested fully upfront for the the course that i'm doing um, it wasn't cheap and um but now I've just crushed all the work and I'm already starting to see benefits in terms of the systemization for clients, the amount of contact that they get, um, the delivery of the service to them, um, the look and feel of it, um, the way that I onboard them, like all of this different stuff. Um, and it's because I invested in myself and I backed myself in order to go into that. So um, just a quick thing and accountability there uh, in, in my opinion and experience over the years. Uh the next thing is um, setting uh, setting uh, good goals. So it's um, you know it's one thing to to set out and have this really lofty goal, but if we don't have like daily steps to get there or simple daily tasks or consistent little tasks to do, it's really hard to achieve the big goal. So you might have heard um, the saying or the the quote or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, how do you eat an elephant or how do you eat an elephant uh, is just one bite at a time and that's the same way with achieving your goals if you're so hell-bent and focused on the end goal of you know achieving you know whatever thing it is lower handicap etc etc you're going to be really disappointed every single time you go to the gym or to the golf course because you're not at that stage yet and you're just constantly looking forward to that that end result which it's not wanting the result more that gets you it it's wanting the result but understanding the short daily steps that need to happen along the way in order to achieve that that goal in the end so having a coach or having an accountability partner is going to keep you showing up in those or for those small daily tasks and having someone like myself in your corner or another fitness coach we've seen you know how these things happen so i know how fast someone can progress and you know for beginners they're going to be able to increase at this amount of pace and increase this amount of weight um for someone who's more experienced we can expect you know a different amount of progress or gains um because they've done you know slightly more things and their body's more used to training and etc etc so it's always good to have someone there who can set realistic expectations and um, for me, like one of the things that I say to my clients is if they want to achieve a certain goal or outcome, um, sure, I might only have them sign up for a 12-week block, so a fairly short-term block. Um, their goal might be a year-long goal, and I tell them from the outset, like, we're only signing up for 12 weeks now, but I expect the progress towards this thing uh, to take, you know, 9 to 12 months maybe in order to increase your clubhead speed by, you know, 20, 30 miles an hour or whatever it might be. Um, we need to be looking longer term. So I'm going to program as if we're going to be working together for this longer term. You will see maybe this amount of gains in the first little while, um, but then know that on the back end, because you've laid that really solid foundation at the start, then you know these gains are going to are going to progress even faster towards the end and that's not me trying to you know sign someone up for longer that's just setting realistic expectations and goals for that person so they aren't disappointed after the first 12 weeks when they haven't gotten there and they understand and they can buy into the process of it taking a certain amount of time because you know good things are going to come to those who who wait in life and the instant gratification culture that we have just sort of undermines all of this like consistent progress and, and work that people need to put in in order to achieve goals. And um, I think 
we just sort of need to get back to that and have someone lay it out in you know simple terms and explain it to us in a in a certain way so that um, we're happy with the the length of progress. Um, we're not going to injure ourselves by tr- trying to do it too fast, um, and it's you know it's fully mapped out. So essentially, that's what I try and do with a lot of clients. Is and not everyone is is just linear like that. Um, a lot of people are, but and some people's you know goals are just not tangible, like you know being fitter or being healthier, like they're too too intangibles. Um, and and they really come down to you know how that person's feeling but generally if we get them feeling stronger and more mobile then those other things will will fall into place so um so i've just gone down a little tangent on on that end bit there um and yeah that's all i really want to mention on that that part so accountability staying consistent um if you're gonna if you're gonna do this with a friend make sure it's someone who has similar goals to you or um, you know, maybe they've followed a program which got them the results that you're looking for. Um, so you can follow that and they can follow something slightly different, but you're both training together, showing up at the same time. You know, maybe they drive one day, you drive the next day. So it's like, you know, both of you need to be, you know, doing something in the relationship to, um, you know, like carpooling buddies, uh, for example, like, you know, gym buddies sort of thing. Um, just so both of you have a, a bit of accountability there. And um, also, if it's someone who has been to the gym before and they're um, taking you along with them, um, it's how Alcoholics Anonymous works so well is uh, when, and and I haven't been a member of this program, I've just looked at like why it's worked. And essentially, the reason it works is when people go in, they get a mentor or an accountability buddy who's like just a bit ahead of them uh, when they join so that that person has someone that's below them that they're helping pull to progress towards where they are. And then once the um, once you get in there and you see some uh, benefit and results, then you will then become that person for for somebody else. Sorry, a mower has just started next door, so hopefully that's not too loud. But um, anyway, the Alcoholics Anonymous thing. So it's someone just above you, someone just below you, and you're all there working together to, to pull each other along. And that's the way that I see accountability, accountability buddies working um, in training uh, settings like this as well. Now, hopefully... Uh, that's you know settled a few concerns or given you a bit of information or just a new way to look at um, some of these things but essentially I'm just hoping um, to dispel uh, maybe some of these things or um, you know overcome some of these common objections uh, that I hear from people before starting a training program the um, you know not knowing uh, what to do in the gym so giving you a little bit of a blueprint um, overwhelm and not knowing what to do to get started so giving you a little bit of a blueprint for exercises to think about in order to do in the gym um, and just bringing it down so it's not too difficult like it should be fairly simple to get in there especially if you're just starting out simplicity is best um, and just consistent um, long-term progress then the last thing accountability and staying consistent so having an accountability buddy hiring a coach for a short-term uh, period of time and um yeah, the if you follow those three, or you know, one of those three is the issue that you're facing to get started, then um, hopefully that hopefully you've been able to take something away from this and um, and get started on your goal fitness journey. Now, if if you want an accountability buddy, or you want to know programming, or want to do a screening, then I'm going to put a link below, uh, and it's for an application form for my VIP training program. Um, so I want you to put your details in there. Let me know where you're at. Let me know what you struggle with. Um, if you will be a good fit for the program, 
uh, then or even if you aren't going to be a good fit for the program, I'll reach out either way um, and either book a call with you or let you know or give you some free resources in order to help you with where you're at um, so that one day you potentially are going to become a client um, because I want to help you with uh, where you are um, with the information that I have now to, to at least get you started or get you going on your golf fitness journey. Um, and then maybe one day um, when you do need support or help um, and you're in a different scenario, then then I might be the coach that you come to. Um, or otherwise, it helps you along the way and you never need me. And um, even better, I've been able to help someone um, with a, f- a free, easy resource. Um, so yeah, hopefully you've got some takeaways from that, guys. The link will be down below. Um, if you have any topics, ideas, subjects, questions, um, suggestions for people who I should interview on the show, I would love it if you could either send me a message on Instagram. It's Sean, S-H-A-U-N dot Dyakov, D-I-A-C-H-K-O-F-F, uh, or Fairway Performance. If you search for that, you'll find it. Uh, and then otherwise, if you email me, Sean, S-H-A-U-N at fairwayperformance.com, um, I'll answer your email as well. But I'd love to hear from you guys as to anything uh, that you suggest for the show uh, or any people that I should interview. Uh, So until next week, guys, uh, play well, train hard, and I'll talk to you next week.